just for everyone out there, can you introduce yourself and let them know that what it is that you do? Uh, yes. Hi, everyone. <clears throat> My name is Shurzad and uh, I'm a software engineer at Google. Yeah, so I moved here uh, about eight and a half years ago for my undergrad right after high school. Um, yeah, so I've been I've been here for eight and a half years, roughly. So where were you living before that? Uh, before that, I I was I lived in uh, Kazakhstan in Almaty, uh, but I was born in Uzbekistan. So there's oh, a small. I see. So you were born in Uzbekistan, and then you were raised in Kazakhstan, and then you moved to uh, the U.S. about eight years ago for your undergrad. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So you said you were a software engineer at Google. When did you start getting into software engineering or programming? Um, well, so I started programming when I was, uh, I think I was 13. That was in high school slash middle school. Um, so yeah, I, I, I started programming when I was uh, in eighth grade and um, I was participating in lots of uh, like computer science programming competitions, um, uh, like on a like national level, um, on like more regional level as well. Yeah, it was it was fun. So I was I was part of the small um, computer science club that we had in our school. So you were always interested in computer science as a child. Well, I as as lots of kids do uh, I really love playing computer games so I had no idea what programming is so but but when I've heard that it it's basically it, it's something related to computer I was like I like computer games so probably I'm gonna like that as well <clears throat> what I real didn't realize is that um, that's something really connected to like math and logic and uh, all of that stuff but um, I was I really like math and I really liked it as a kid as well, uh, because my mom is a math teacher also. Um, so yeah, it was just something that uh, I could do, and I actually liked uh, when I just started. So you said your mom was a math teacher. Was she any like? Um, was she very helpful when it came to you know learning how to code, learning how to do all these uh, different things when it comes to computer science? Uh, no, she she doesn't know how to program at all. Yeah, but she she did help me with uh, math uh, at some point. Like I, I switched schools, um, and uh, I was she thought that our like our school program was lagging behind the like the general population school, so she kind of helped me um, to get uh, to the level uh, that she thought I should be <laughs> uh, in terms of math. But that helped a lot. Uh, yeah, that probably helped you get to um, a basic understanding of what you guys were going to be doing in like your program right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm gonna say that uh yeah it's just like it's based on the logic like programming is a certain way of thinking and once you get that once you're exposed to like sort of uh, one programming language then figuring out all other programming languages is fairly trivial it's just the way how, how you uh, write things and express uh, your uh, instructions to the computer in a different way. I'm sure a lot of students who are probably um, going to pursue uh, this path that you've also pursued as well would find it helpful. If you do, you, if you had any tips, do you have any tips that you could give to anyone who's going to go for this career path? 
or anything that you've learned on the way that nobody told you before? Um, I think for this industry, for programming and being a, like a software engineer or a developer, what really helps is having just an enormous amount of resources online. And uh, a lot of them are free. And you can actually try things on your own, just if you have the computer uh, and internet, and that's it. So I think that's that's what's different comparing to some other fields. Um, so I think uh, I'd say just be curious and uh, don't hesitate to just like Google things. If you don't know how how something works, um, just look it up. There's probably a, a useful explanation from someone. When you say resources, you mean like like maybe videos or like blogs of how to start coding or how to get into it. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Uh, well, there are a lot of interactive programming um, platforms right now that you can start for free. Some of them are paid for which you get like a better experience. A lot of them are gamified as well. So you, you feel like you're, you're playing a game, but at the same time, you're actually learning. But also a lot of the university courses are available online on the websites like Coursera, for example. MIT has, uh, um, I forgot the name of it, but basically they have lots of their courses recorded and available online for free. Oh, wow. That's going to be really helpful for anyone who's going to, who's probably going to go into this um, industry. Thank you yeah, I think that. I think it's called MIT OpenCourseWare. I might be wrong, but I think that's, that MIT. was the name. All right. So for anyone who's listening and who's interested, uh, MIT OpenCourseWare has free um, courses recorded. Is that correct? For computer science? Yeah, I, I think uh, they have courses for lots of majors, including computer science. That's really great. Um, so what would you say were some of the driving forces that made you want to do what you're doing right now? Hmm. Um, because you said like you were interested in playing games growing up, you like playing video games, and so that's what kind of got you interested. But like you said, as you got into it, you saw that it was you know math and logic. So what made you want to stay and continue this career path? Um, yeah, I think what made me stay is actually seeing how much you can do, and because all of all of the things that you're doing is sort of virtual. It makes you wonder, oh, if I can do this little thing in a short amount of time and I can learn how to do it, how do people like, I don't know, write websites? How does this work? So you become curious about it. And then you, you, you start looking it up and you start learning. And now, for example, you've learned HTML and CSS, you know how, you know the basics. But then you're like, oh, but my page looks really basic. Uh, how do some websites have this fancy animations, for example? And then you, you wonder about that. And then you just keep um, questioning yourself about this, this type of questions. And then you realize that uh, there are a lot of things that you can actually do. Um, and I think most of it is... Uh, are the things that you'd use on a day-to-day -day basis. I don't know if you look on your phone, you use apps like Instagram, uh, you, uh, like WhatsApp. Um, and then it, it makes you wonder, oh, 
someone actually built this. How does this work? Uh, maybe I'll be able to create something myself as well one day. I guess that 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 was my thinking when I was uh, starting all of this. It was just fun. So it's like sort of like a yearning to learn more about it. To like, once you accomplish one thing, you want to accomplish another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Just uh, in high school, those competitions they were very competitive and. You're supposed to solve problems, uh, and the faster you do it, the, the better it is. Um, so me and my friends, and we got to meet uh, students from other cities as well. And then you know each other, and then you you participate in those competitions. And sometimes you're located in one place, but sometimes you go on this website and do you you do the online competition, and you you can see your friends how how many problems did they solve. Um, and, uh, oh, this guy solved this problem. Why couldn't I solve it? Um, yeah, it was some competitiveness, uh, as well. I think the, comp the competitiveness as well drove you to, yeah. um, but, uh, that's very interesting to have uh, a competitiveness as like a driving force. Cause I feel like maybe some people, they, they're not as competitive. So, you know, when it gets competitive, they get pressured. And they want to drop out of things, but to have like a competitiveness kind of side to it can also be very um, uh, beneficial. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a personality thing. I think it's totally okay not to to have this competitive spirit, but I personally like it, and I like to have competition, um, and preferably I like to be first. <laughs> uh, but it's, 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 I mean, sort of okay not to be competitive, but it, this is something that, that drives me. Um, and, and I personally like to put myself in a spot where, uh, I have to learn, like I, I, I'm not as good at the moment comparing to other people. Uh, but just give me time and I'm going to figure it out. So that's what drives me, I guess. Uh, that was driving me in school and that's what's driving me right now at work as well. So kind of like a challenge, if that makes sense. Uh, maybe I don't like, I don't really like this word, but maybe, yeah. 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 Uh, just like putting yourself in a situation where you, you're not really comfortable. So you're, you're changing things. You're learning new skills just to make sure that now you're comfortable. While you were going, you said you went to these different like uh, competitions and like nationals where you competed, obviously. Um, so while you were doing all that, was there like a little like competition, maybe like um, the, the yearning to learn more were like your driving forces? Did you have any like strong influencers or mentors growing up? And if they were like, who were they in your life? Um, probably it was uh, I went to the boarding school. And uh, it was our tutor who, who was the first person who sort of guided us um, and tried uh, to, guess, to get us on the right track initially to learn uh, the, the basic topics that we're supposed to know. And then the next year, uh, one of the teachers, uh, like one of, one of the best teachers in, in computer science, was transferred to our school. Uh, so he knew, like, he knew step by step how we're, how we're going to achieve this. 
Um, so it was under his guidance. He never actually taught us the material, but he knew what are the resources that we're supposed to look at, like what are the problems that we're, we're supposed to solve in order to, um, um, to be like really competitive. Yeah, all of this is, by the way, all of this is also called competitive programming. Like there's a term for this. Like um, the like the competition wise, or like is it like a specific like uh, program itself? It's like it's like the type like this this concept. Uh, it's called competitive programming. This is when there are problems and you're solving these problems, and you're oh, supposed okay. to be uh, it's supposed to be a bug free solution, but at the same time you're supposed to be fast and you're only given a few hours to solve all of these problems. Yeah, there are competitions. There are many competitions uh, on the high school level and on on the university level. Oh, wow, I think that's yeah. something new for me too. I mean, I've heard of like um, different types of programming, but I've never heard of like competitive programming. Well, that's also because I'm not a computer science major. <laughs> yeah, and this is very different from from the from the actual job, um, like a day job. It's very different. How how would you say it's different? What would you do do in it like a day job? Oh, uh, in a day job, uh, first of all, there's no rush mm-hmm. um, because we're in the, when there is a really uh, uh, like extreme rush at work, you, you're you tend to make more um, errors, and you don't want to have bugs in your production code. So that's why you have to be really careful when you. First, design things like think how oh, how am I going to build this? Then you get feedback from your peers, from more maybe more senior senior engineers. Uh, and once you get the green light, you go ahead and actually implement this. So write code, and then you uh, write tests. So unit tests are just a way for you to ensure that the code that you've written is the correct one. Um, it's just different. Like uh, uh, competitive programming is just like sort of a game, but but uh, actually building products is not a game. You you have to ensure that whatever whatever the code that you're writing, um, it has to be very readable. It has to be scalable, so that if you're if the number of users goes from ten to a uh, hundred thousand that your code is, should be ha- be handling uh, that usage as well. And also, if you're going to have a new engineer in your team, whenever they're going to come and contribute, you want them to be feel productive from the very beginning. So that's why you want to have like a really maintainable code as well. So you would say like um competitive programming is more short term and whereas like in the workplace it's longer term and like less um yeah like exactly mm-hmm. okay well so when you moved from kazakhstan to america that was like a big um move for you i'm guessing what was that like what was that transitioning like for you from kazakhstan to america yeah so i was 17 years old um and i uh well, I got lucky in a way that I went to the school was um, was five classmates, so six of us from the same class in high school got into this university, and we all of us came together. 
So uh, this made us feel less, I guess, lonely and more, um, uh, it was just more fun. Um, so the adaptation wasn't too bad. Uh, but uh, yeah, I didn't know, I actually didn't know what to expect. I kind of wanted to expect something that I would see in the movies, which usually would be a Manhattan in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after arriving in Houston, I was like, oh no, this doesn't look like uh movies at all where am i where am i um but yeah you get you get used to things uh, after a while yeah because i think one of the most things that people have trouble with when they move when they do a big move is you know like all their friends or family are back home and they start to feel you know like kind of maybe i don't know if lonely would be a good term for it but i know that a lot of um a lot of people who left back home and moved to like uh, abroad have issues like with that kind of feeling but you being with your friends probably helped you a lot to um, avoid those kind of feelings avoid that kind of you know um like missing back home too much but with that said um and mostly like um were they Kazakh as well or like having like people from the same country as you or like us having mm-hmm. like same, same background yeah, same background. Like, did that play like a big uh, impact on you when you moved here? Because the cultures are very different, obviously, right? America and Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, my friends, uh, there were those like one or two Uyghur, and the rest were Khazas. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I mean, as you might know, um, there are a lot of Uyghur people in. In Kazakhstan, especially in Almaty, where I'm from, um, so like we had a bunch of Uyghurs in our in my class in high school. Um, yeah, it definitely helped a lot. I think uh, um, it probably wasn't the best for us uh, being like really fluent in English. Um, that's probably was the drawback of this uh, environment. But otherwise, yeah, I think it was great um, having people from your own background. Just uh, makes you feel less, um, I guess, uh, maybe lonely. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I know that many people who come to, who move to like different places, if there's like less Uyghurs, they get really sad because they they start missing their culture. Not just mm-hmm. Uyghurs like uh specifically but even other cultures right they start missing their food their culture and stuff like that so um having your friends with you probably you guys like i don't know if there's a lot of Uyghurs in houston or a lot of uh, uh, kazakhs in houston but yeah having friends probably a lot more um easier of the transition i was gonna say yeah yeah for sure that helps a lot i mean that that still helps i have a lot of uh friends friends uh, from Kazakhstan here even now and I mean after all um, these are still people from the same background as you Um, and uh, having the diverse set of friends I think is the best yeah yeah I feel like um, a lot of our listeners could you know relate to you with that um, so from Houston, so you said you were 17 years old and uh, till now, can you tell us like, so like what's been going on since then? So you finished your degree and then you started working immediately with Google. Is that correct? Did you do any internships in between? 
how did you basically what I'm trying to ask is how did you get to where you are right now from uh, your university mm -hmm. career to now? Yeah, so I, um, I actually was lucky to start uh, having internships from the very beginning from my freshman year. Um, because of that prior experience in high school, I knew programming. So the, the, the classes that we were taking in computer science were really easy for me because I pretty much knew most of the things. Um, and my professor was impressed by me and some a few other uh, students. And he was like, I have this friend in the oil and gas company. And uh, there's this um, recruitment phase for internships why don't you guys send me your resumes and I'm going to send it to him. So we did that. Then we got interviews and we, when we got to the interviews, Oh, and the company name was Halliburton. Um, they do oil and gas, um, lots of companies, lots of oil and gas companies in Houston. And, um, yeah, he asked a really basic question for me. Um, and he was impressed that I knew it. Um, <clears throat> But for me, doing those competitions, it was actually pretty easy. Um, so anyways, uh, I got in and yeah, I, I spent in this company two summers, uh, freshman year and then the sophomore year. And then the, for the for my junior year, I was actually still in the same company, but as a part-time. Um, so I used to work uh, like less than 20 hours a week. Um, and, uh, and then after my junior year, I got internship at Amazon in Seattle. <clears throat> I was, I worked, um, in Amazon web services, uh, one of the teams there. This was the first time I actually got the, the real like tech experience because working in an oil and gas company as a, as a developer, as an engineer, definitely feels very different because you're just helping um, some processes uh, that are built for oil and gas, uh, like engineers uh, and other people. Like you're, you're sort of the helping force. You're not, you're not driving force. Uh, but that's different in tech companies. <clears throat> in tech companies, you actually, like engineers are actually, um, they have their impact is is much uh, wider um so yeah i was i was at amazon and then after amazon it was sort of easier to get interviews after that um and uh yeah so after graduating i got uh, an offer at google so i started there i moved to california about five years ago um so yeah so you moved, uh, so you did, um, and you worked at an oil and gas company, is that correct? Oil and gas company yeah. in Houston. And then you moved to Seattle. Is that, or were you doing it from like a long distance? Oh, I just went there for a summer for internship, summer internship. Internship at Amazon in Seattle. And then you moved to, um, California for your internship with Google. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Or San Francisco Bay area. There's a small town called Mountain so, View. So I know that you're living in New York now. So how did that process come about? How did you, were you like moved to a different station of New, uh, of Google or, you know, like you just feel like moving there yourself? Yeah. So what happened um, 
is I worked, uh, I was working in California. Um, and then I went on one business trip to New York and I actually liked it so much, even though I've been to New York, um, several times before that, but I went to the office, a part of my team was there. I met my manager. Um, and then I stayed in a nice hotel and it just, that experience was so good. And I was like, okay, I want to, I want to transfer here. I talked to my manager and he was like, yeah, let's, let's start this conversation. I think our director is going to be supportive and so on. So it was in my thoughts to move to New York, but then something unexpected happened. Um, there was, there was an accreditation problem with the school that I went to. Um, and th that led to the fact that I couldn't get my student visa extension. So it was basically a visa issue. So I had to move to another country. I had to leave the U S so I moved, I ended up moving to UK, um, to the London office. Um, so I moved there and while I was there, my work visa in the U.S. was in progress. I was waiting for that. And then it got approved. So when coming back, I decided to come back to New York that time. So you said you moved to New York after London. Yeah. Yeah. I spent about uh, half a year at London. So you, you've been in London for half a year mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So how would you say that COVID has like uh, impacted your work as a software engineer? Has that made any difference at all in, in your workplace or you know, like not at all. Um, yeah. So, um, well, first of all, we're fully remote. Uh, I haven't even been back to the office since, uh, beginning of March last year. Uh, and we're not even allowed to in even to pick up our stuff. There's a strict policy. <laughs> so I have, uh, I have a bunch of stuff left there at my desk. Hopefully they'll let us, uh, come back and pick up those things soon. But um, in, in general, um, I personally never really liked working from home. I just never felt really productive at home. And I've, I, I really like that um, atmosphere in the office when you can just walk around, talk to people, um, have some, I don't know, background noise. Um, uh, then, I don't know, grab, grab a snack, get a coffee, just walk around which obviously is different now. Um, and in the beginning, I really wanted to go back. Uh, but as, as the time went, I think, um, maybe after, in half a year or like seven months, I started feeling like this is actually better for me now because you, you're not spending time for the commute. You're not, um, there was a big problem in the office uh, to book the rooms for meetings. That was a, it was a big problem. But now there are no meeting rooms. Everyone is available, basically, if the calendar is free. So in that sense, it's good. Uh, but in general, in terms of my work, um, there's no difference. It's pretty much the same. The only thing is that um, the th what we do in my team is we have this one hour daily meeting just for engineers in my team. When we just work, we discuss if there's anything we want to discuss, but otherwise we just mute ourselves. We turn off the, the cameras and we work. And then if something, if there's something that we want to talk about, just unmute and then uh, ask about that. 
that way um, you can overhear conversations that you, you you could overhear in the office because right now it's very high effort to talk to someone you should you 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 should either like actually ping them and like text them or you should schedule a meeting with them which is like high commitment because before you could just like turn over and then uh, ask a quick question and that's it um, so we wanted to sort of uh, uh, work around that. Um, and uh, I actually started a new t- in a new team in April. Um, so our team is fully remote. I've, uh, I haven't seen um, all but one person uh, in my team in person. So um, yeah, it's, it was challenging in the beginning, but I think we figured out. Uh, how to how to actually benefit from it instead. So, do you think you guys would be going back into like, uh, like um, your office kind of in like anytime soon? You think? Well, right now they're telling us that we're going to be back in September. Um, it was a flexible uh, work from home policy. Um, so we'll be working from the office three days a week and then two days a week it's going to be optional work from home uh, so we'll see how that goes and they they may change the the they may push back the date from september to like end of the year maybe um and maybe they'll allow some people to be fully remote we'll see yeah because uh, if the cases get better then you guys would probably go back, but if it doesn't, they push it back. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I think the hope is that, like, I think it's going to depend on the vaccination rate. So far, they're telling that uh, the summer is going to probably be looking good. I know that a lot of us are ready and excited to go back into our schools and workplaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, if in the next five to ten years, what would you like? like to have accomplished because so far um i would say that you're a very accomplished person right you're working at google you've uh you got a job right after you finished uh your university career and before that you'd been doing programming in high school as well and and competing in um uh, competitions as well um not not to sound like too too humble but i think it's uh uh, I don't consider what I have now as something that uh, the the like the top accomplishment. Um, but uh, yeah, I always think about like what's next and what can I do. What I really want is to be actually always grow, grow, be growing, um, and uh, like within Google currently, I'm in my third team. So I've transferred already two times um, because uh, at, at those times I felt like this new team is going to bring, uh, is going to let me grow even more um, different like set of uh, skills. In five to 10 years, um, it's hard to say, uh, but I do have uh, thoughts about starting my own company at some point. Um, because this has been something on my mind since I was in, in, 
in university. Um, so we'll see about that. Uh, but so far, I'm, I'm, I think I'm still learning at work and I'm having fun and I really like people that I work with. Uh, and I think that's what's important. And uh, yeah, so so for now, I'm, I'm still here and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually enjoying work oftentimes. Um, so I don't want, I don't really want to give up, give up that. Yeah. Okay. So you're kind of liking where you are right now and you're just taking it how it goes and you have plans, but for now you're just enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. It goes. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm going to be at Google for like a really, really long time. Um, but yeah, so far, so far I'm liking it. That's great. I feel like that's very hard and, um, uh... In today's time, a lot of people have um, trouble liking what they do and most of the time just go into it because, you know, peer pressure or maybe economical, uh, like financial reasons. Mm -hmm. It's very nice to see people that actually like and enjoy what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I I don't see much of it. I'm a university student Mm -hmm. myself, so I don't see a lot of that around my friends. I ask my friends, oh, what what do you plan on doing after this? I don't know, man. I'm just... (laughs) I'm just going to see where it takes me. And I'm like, what do you want to do? They're like, I don't know. I'm just going to see where it takes me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think in general, the, the term of the, the success term is an artificial term, right? It's something that people, uh, made up themselves. So being successful means this or that, but I think and and this may sound like too i don't know millennial but i think people should uh, try their best to find something that they're really good at and something that they really like doing um obviously there are some needs like fi- financial needs for example and this is totally understandable uh, but if there's a choice that like pays around the same amount um try to find something that 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 you like um, yeah, and I and I've been lucky just to find that thing, at least for now. And I could, and I cannot say that I love every single minute that I'm working. Obviously, no. There are times that I'm that I don't feel like working, but I have to because it's my job. Um, but like in general, I I do like what I'm doing. All right. Thank you so much, Shirzad. Um, Before we go, do you have anything uh, you want to say to our listeners? Um, again, maybe any tips that you thought of while we were talking, anything, any websites or anything that they can look through if they wanted to, um, you know, go through the same career path, path or anything? Um, or any, like, at all. It doesn't even really have to be about um, computer science. Um, no, I don't have anything off the top of my head uh i i do believe in the in the in the education system so uh, i know there are lots of boot camps these days that um, you can like you can finish this boot camp in a year or six months and then um, you're proficient in some aspect of uh, uh engineering or develop development uh, but I think if there's time, if, if, if there are, um, uh, if like the financial situation allows just to go to school and study 
computer science or like data science. Thanks so much, Shirzad. It was a pleasure to have you in today. Um, we will be having Shirzad's uh, social media in the description. So if you guys have any questions, you guys have anything you guys want to ask him personally, you guys can do so. And again, thank you so much, Shirzad, for being a part of this interview.